Detention cell access granted. Dropping primary force field. Guards, weapons ready. Cover the prisoner. Computer, proceed. Dropping secondary force field. You have three seconds to clear the field emitters. Good morning, Mr. Brahms. Is it already? Your interrogators have done wonderful work ruining my sleep cycles. You're not complaining about a little missed sleep, are you, General? Sorry, I mean Mr. Brahms. Of course not, Admiral Parker. I was commending your security team. Where's Dovan? You promised he'd be here. Mr. Dovan isn't coming. What? Admiral, we need Dovan. We have to explain the sword of Damocles to him and why Ensign Hermes bombed the Excelsior before Dovan does something rash. I'm afraid it's too late for that. What do you mean? I'm afraid I... I let Dovan manipulate me. He provoked me and used my reaction to help him steal the Excelsior. He's gone. Where did he go? Our scanners say he was on course for the Hesperus Sector, a dark matter nebula right on the edge of the old Borg War Zone. The Anbar. We think so. Duvan said he was going to find the Sword of Damocles and destroy it himself. Destroy it? <laughs> he probably thinks his sword is some kind of weapon or a secret lab. But the sword is an idea. It's the answer to a question, nothing more. What question? Why did the Borg only send one cube? I see. I wish he could destroy the sword. But you can only contain an idea. Yes, Admiral. That is the story of the last seven years of my life. And now everything I've done comes down to this. If Dovan reaches the Anbar, we're all dead. I hope not. Admiral, you know that. There's no hope about it. The moment we learned that Anson Hermes was one of them, hope stopped being an option. You know what will happen if they reach the Anbar. I can't accept that. Hope must be an option, because Dovan is going to reach the Anbar. He must not. Nevertheless, we just got word back from our scout ship, the USS Earhart. The Excelsior are so far out of range, we can't even contact them by subspace. Not even my ship could catch up in time. Mine could. Oh, right. The Renegade. Quick, deadly, and highly illegal. Much like her commander. Tell me, General. If I lost my mind and let you leave here, and you took your ship, and you somehow caught up with the Excelsior, what would you do then? I've said it before. I'm a soldier, not a diplomat. I maintain the balance of power at any cost. It's the trickiest, most difficult, dirtiest game of them all, but the only one that keeps the Federation alive. And that's why I can't send you, Brahms. You'd murder a thousand of your own people and claim to be serving the Federation. That's not even a choice. Yes, it is, Admiral. It is a very clear choice. A choice between peace and utter destruction. It's up to you. <sighs> Maybe you're right, Brahms. Maybe I'm supposed to give the order. 
Shoot down the Excelsior. Sacrifice a thousand good people. Save the galaxy. I admit your logic is flawless. But I'm not capable of giving that order. And I don't want to be the sort of person who is. I see. Then I have one more question for you, Admiral. I'll take one more question. Do you believe in God? I grew up a believer. My parents, my mother, she was very devout. But I left that all behind to put on this uniform. Starfleet believes in something higher than religion. And I believe in Starfleet. If I were you, I'd call your mother. What for? Because if you're not willing to do what's necessary, we need somebody praying for a miracle. That's not funny, mister. I'm not laughing. Last chance. Last chance or what? Or else, this. I had hoped to have your cooperation. It would have made things simpler. My god, what have you done? You should know by now, Admiral. I don't leave anything to prayer. I leave it to my crew. Captain's Log, Stardate 60013.6. It's been several days since I <clears throat> borrowed the Excelsior from Starbase, but there's still no sign of pursuit. We remain on course for the Ambar, and most of the crew is in high spirits. The holdouts, unfortunately, are Commander Neva, who wants me to follow the rules, and Commander Underwood, who wants my job. Both are bound to be disappointed. They are a minority, but a high-ranking one. You can't just let someone get away with something like this. You can if he's the captain. What I said goes double for captains. Look, Commander. Captain Dovan did the right thing. If the rules get in the way of that... Following the rules is doing the right thing. That's why they're the rules. Otherwise, you're just making up right and wrong for yourself. We've been arguing about this for 20 minutes. Aren't you bored? I never get bored when I'm right. You're an intransigent young hothead who doesn't know the difference between rightness and outrage. That's not- We should be friends. Excuse me? I'll make it easy for you to digest, Commander. Friends. Yes? Uh, any particular reason? We don't exactly get along. Exactly. Moreover, you're new here. I don't have many friends, and I still have a chance to make a good impression on you. Report to my quarters tomorrow for lunch. Good night. You know, I outrank... You? Welcome home, Asuka Yubari. That's Lieutenant Yubari, computer. Any messages for me? One message. Dr. Melissa Sharp said... Lieutenant... Um... Yubari. Uh, right. Uh... Look. I went back downstairs and pulled out Hermes's slab again. That's three times I've rechecked for you, and no, there still aren't any signs that the bluegill on his neck had any influence over his higher brain functions. The gill's not even there anymore, so whatever it was... I mean, yeah, I know 
you're frosted about the medical logs being deleted, but technical errors just happen, so- Computer, stop. I thought when we proved that Ensign Hermes planted the bomb on Deck 5, the investigation was over. Now I've spent days on the case, and I don't have a motive or a means, and my only leads dried up. Computer, give me some music. It's gonna be another long night. Specify music. I don't know. Surprise me. Stop it! Turn that off! Alright, computer. Give me something by... Blaze of Andor. Much better. Start boiling some tea, computer, and let me know when it's warm. I'll be on my couch, with two pads and 500 hours of security footage. Also, computer, run a voice print analysis on Dr. Sharp. Voice print analysis is a restricted function. Privacy protocol. Security override, computer. I know it's out of the ordinary, but Dr. Sharp just doesn't seem... Wait. I don't need to justify my decisions to a computer. Override. Now. Oh. I love this couch. Actually, computer... Hold my calls. I think I'll... I'll wait for that analysis and... Rest my eyes. You should never sleep in the middle of a room, Asuka. Who are... Get down on the floor and start talking if you value your... Cork? Because you never know who might sneak up behind you. I could have been a Betazoid assassin. And if you had been, I'd have killed you where you stood. But I could tell you were no Betazoid. And how is that? Did it come to you in a dream while you were sleeping on that cushy human couch? I didn't need to have my eyes open to smell the Klingon from here. And I would not have needed my eyes to behead your gormless body from five paces. <laughs> gormless? Is that even a word? All right, got me. Oh, it's good to see you, Korg. How have you been? I heard a rumor you'd been promoted. Something that involves you commanding an awful lot of Klingon troops. It is good to see you as well, old friend. I'm afraid the rumors are true. These are desperate times for the Federation, and apparently I am the desperate measure. I can only serve my people as best I can and hope that it is enough. And how are you, Asuka? I see you have changed divisions once again. Chief of Security, it suits you. Thank you, Korg. I wouldn't still be wearing a uniform if it weren't for you. I owe you. Serve with honor, and your debt will be repaid. That's what you always say. How exactly did you get in here? Officially, I'm supposed to call an intruder alert right now. Your being here without my knowing is a little embarrassing. Don't worry, Asuka. I am half a galaxy away. Right now I am connected to an advanced holotelegraphy device that is projecting my image into the Excelsior. There are no hollow emitters in my quarters. Please, try not to think about that. I work with an organization that knows its way around such limitations. Sounds like something General Brahms would know about. Unfortunately, Lieutenant... You are exactly correct. I am calling to warn you. Warn me? A secret Starfleet facility on Union 3 has been attacked. 
General Isaac Brahms has escaped incarceration. No. No. Not after everything we did. Not after everyone who died. Not after Vol. He can't. Nonetheless, Asuka, he has escaped. And he has repaired his ship. The renegade entered Cloak as soon as it cleared the gateway. You know about Brahms's cloaking device? The renegade is kindred class. I am familiar with that design. For example, the renegade cannot maintain high warp speeds for as long as the Excelsior can. All else being equal, he cannot catch up with you. So we're safe. I would not say that. Captain Delana and I once worked with General Brahms on a mission. I observed him closely. He is crafty, shrewd, and his crew is as loyal as the invisible legion of Carles. There can be no more dangerous combination. He will find a way to catch you if you let him. You say you know the renegade. Are there any weaknesses? Only one that you can exploit. When under cloak, the renegade switches all its communications to a sub-ether waveband. It's impossible to send communications over sub-ether. Everyone knows that. That's what Starfleet Intelligence wants you to think. Because if everyone thinks sub-ether communication is impossible... Then no one will be looking for hidden transmissions on the sub-ether wavebands. Of course. I used to be the one to think of things like that. An occupational hazard, Asuka. I am pleased that you have left the intelligence services. Security is a more honorable... Someone is coming. I can't be seen using this transmitter. Korg, you're not doing anything illegal on my behalf, are you? Only a little, but I'm more worried about word of this conversation getting back to Brahms. He has friends everywhere. If he finds out, I've warned you. We lose our advantage. I understand. Thank you, Korg. It was good to see you. And you, Asuka. Die well. Korg out. Yubari to Dovan. Captain, I have some bad news. Great. I have bad news for you too, Lieutenant. And I guarantee you mine's worse. I just found out that- It really has to wait, Lieutenant. Report to the bridge. We're under attack. What? Red alert. All hands to battle stations. Red alert. All hands to battle stations. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the... No, who am I kidding? This is the starship Excelsior. We use an ancient gateway to explore the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Our assignment is to find out what we can and come back alive. The rest is rhetoric. Starring Larry Phelan as Commander Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. And Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari.
The Sword of Damocles, Part 2, The Pursuit Excuse me? This is a priority turbo car. Wait for... Oh, it's you, Larocque. Get in. Bridge? Bridge would be perfect. Mr. Westlake here is coming along. Lieutenant? Computer, resume. <laughs> that sounded bad. I don't think so. It felt like it hit near the SIP's library. No one's in that section right now. I hope you're right, Simon. Simon's coming? Isn't he a little... little? I can speak for myself, you know. He's, what, 17? That's enlistment age. You know what I mean. I'm right here, sirs. No, you, Bari. I'm pretty sure I don't. Simon's become one of my best damage control operators, and if we get blown up, he'll be just as dead whether he's on the bridge or in his quarters. But can he function on the bridge while we're under fire? I handle myself pretty well at Philandria. It's different on the bridge, Simon. You... You... When this turbo lift opens and we walk out onto the bridge, we might find anything at all. Could be Kralon, could be Herogen, could be Borg. But while we're in this turbo lift, anything's possible. You might die up there. You might see people die up there. Some people might already be dead. Or worse, dying. And there's nothing you can do about it. You did well at Velandria. But death... Death's a sight you've not yet known. The captain won't let that happen. When you're in engineering, you can believe that. But when you're on the bridge, you suddenly realize that the captain is really just a man, like you or me. And he does make mistakes. Sometimes fatal ones. While you're in this elevator, you just don't know. What this lift reminds you, what it always reminds you, is that you are powerless. A good thing to remember when you're going where we're going. Alex, I'm terminally ill. I'm not scared of death. There are scarier things than dying, Wesley. Are you a competent engineer? I think so. Westlake, can you repair a fried plasma relay, blindfolded, with one hand tied behind your back and the other half scalded by an explosion, while your best friend Alex here bleeds to death on the floor next to you? I... I don't know. Westlake, are you afraid? I am now. Good. Then you're ready. What? But now I don't want to be here. Exactly. Torpedoes missed, sir. Retarget and fire when ready, Ensign. Don't bother. You're relieved, Ensign. And you can report to the targeting simulator as soon as we stand down. What's our status, Captain? Two Vaudoir fighters pulled us out of warp with an interdiction field and opened fire. Vaudoir? The Federation hasn't encountered them in two years. Mr. Lorak, I assumed our chief engineer would be staying in engineering during the battle. Funny. I figured the ship's executive officer ought to be up here with the captain. Hmm... Guess we should have talked about this before the shooting started. I'll put it on the agenda for our next meeting. 
Now, what about the Vaudois? Neva, pull us back to 214 Mark IV. See if we can break up their formation. Aye, sir. So far, we've been fighting defensively, and so are they. That's odd. They attacked us first. It's as if they're confused. Like they expected something different when they attacked the most powerful ship in the quadrant? It sounds strange, but yes, that's what it looks like. They keep targeting our engines. Speaking of which, they're coming around for another pass, targeting the starboard nacelles. Shield's holding, but they won't for long, sir. We need to end this now, or we're going to have to find some place to stop for repairs. Yubari, return fire. On it. Ugh! Lieutenant? A good hit, sir. My third so far. That ship should be crippled or in pieces right now, but I can't even break through its shields. Really? That's strange. Could the Vadwar have upgraded their fighters in the last two years? It's a possibility. No, sir, I don't think that's it. You have a better explanation? When I was on the Steadfast, we saw a lot of action against pirates. You remember the Orion Syndicate was a big problem after the war. I recall. Pirates aren't trying to win long battles against capital ships. They want to attack with surprise, quickly overwhelm resistance, and take what they can before Starfleet comes to the rescue. Their whole strategy is based on trading long-term endurance for short-term advantage. They're regrouping for another attack. What's the upshot, Exo? If these pirates are anything like ours, they're using shield-focusing techniques to temporarily strengthen their shields whenever we hit them. It gives them the appearance of much stronger shields for a short time, but actually it's spreading their power too thin. They can't keep it up, and if we apply pressure, they should collapse. Poor way to attack a ship of the line. They're pirates. Ten seconds. How, Alex? Weak phaser beams hitting them simultaneously in six or seven different places. Their screens will shatter like glass. Here they come. Yubari, do it. Firing. It worked, sir. First target destroyed. Target the other one. See if you can disable it without destroying. Too late, sir. They're retreating. Enemy vessel has gone to warp, Captain. Uh, Very good. Stand down, red alert. Damage report. Minor, sirs. Shields are scuffed. Damage to the starboard cell has lowered our maximum warp factor by 3%. Damage control teams are on the way, so they take a few hours to fix. In short, almost no damage, Captain. This whole thing is bizarre. Why would two pirates attack a Sovereign-class starship? We outmatched them ten to one. They retreated as soon as they realized that. They'll be back, sir. You sound pretty certain, Lieutenant. I am certain. Their attacks on our engines are no accident. They're going to slow us down as much as they can. To what end? So Brahms can catch up with us. What? Brahms is following us under cloak, but his ship isn't fast enough to catch up before we get to the Anbar. So he needs to slow us down. I'm certain he's behind the pirate attack. What are you basing this on, Lieutenant? I have a source, sir. Right now, you need Commander Neva to scan the sub-ether band. She should find a transmission frequency that Brahms is using to issue orders to the pirates. Sub-Etha? That's not possible. Trust me. My source is... honorable. All right, Yubari. But only if you're paying for lunch. What's that supposed to mean? 
It means I just made a new friend. Yubari, my office. Let's talk about Brahms. Aye, Captain. I have the midday report. All of our agents are accounted for. Thank you, Tactical. Just what I expect from the crew of the Starship Renegade. What news from our employees? The first attack was mildly successful, but failed to meet the strategy desk's expectations. The Excelsior adapted with unanticipated speed and destroyed one of the vessels before it could escape. I expected the Excelsior would defy strategy's projections. Any damage to their engines? Operations has that information. We estimate warp damage at 3%. At that rate, we will reduce the Excelsior's maximum speed to an acceptable threshold with four more attacks. Well within the required margins. Good. Signal flights 2 and 3, then order them to attack as soon as they're ready. We have the tactical advantage, and Doman doesn't even know we're behind the attack. The Excelsior will not escape. Is that someone knocking? Come in? Sorry, Captain. Engineering took a few non-essential systems offline so they could finish the warp repairs a little faster. I guess doorbells are non-essential. It's amazing. You mention the word Brahms and suddenly every person on this ship doubles their efficiency. Not so amazing once you've met Brahms. Did you find it? The sub-ether frequency Yubari told you to look for? I can't believe it, but I did. I can tap into every transmission that goes between Brahms and the pirates. Excellent. So now we can intercept every order he gives. Not quite. I tapped into the communications band, but the messages are still encoded. It's going to take a while to decrypt them. I see. Still, being able to read Brahms's mail would be invaluable. Make it your top priority. Is there anything I can do to help? What do you know about Brahms? The more I understand him, the faster I can work. Hmm. Not much, I'm afraid. Rawl knew Brahms very well, but I don't know where Rawl is right now. Most of what I know, other than what you saw in our mission reports, comes from Brahms's academy file. You have access to that? Stumbled on it, actually, by chance. When I was researching Dexter Remick, trying to find out more about the Anbar, I ran into this old file. Turns out Brahms was a senior at the Academy on the day Remick and Captain Scott died. October 10th, 2364. I remember that. I was ten years old, living on my father's rickety old bootlegger at the time. There wasn't a lot of sympathy for any dead Federation captains, and somebody as big as Trila Scott earned a lot of jeering. But I remember my father, a rotten scoundrel, made a point of watching the funeral called her a worthy foe, and the ship's cook came, a grown Tellarite, and wept silently for two hours. I never found out why. I was at that funeral. Reading about Captain Scott was one of the reasons I joined Starfleet. Thought I'd make Captain head off a couple of wars and bring a dozen planets into the Federation by the age of 30. I was an upperclassman at the Academy when she died. 
my first inkling that bad things still happen in the 24th century. Her death changed the galaxy, and not for the better. More importantly, her death changed Brahms, and not for the better. According to his file, Brahms was on the science track of all things, specialist in astrophysics, minor in 23rd century history, six months from graduation, straight A's, no demerits, an ideal cadet. The day after Captain Scott dies, we see his first demerit, non-attendance at class. Then a few more, and more, culminating in a disciplinary hearing. Three weeks after Scott's death, Brahms Academy file abruptly ends. Do you think he knew her? I can't imagine what someone like Trila Scott would be doing hanging around a guy like Isaac Brahms, especially with the 20-year age difference. That's reasonable. Still, I'll make a note of it. What else can you tell me? Um, I know that Brahms is a great fan of Captain James Kirk. I think he styles himself after Kirk. <laughs> I wonder what Kirk would think of that. Probably spins in his grave about it. Still, that might help us. Kirk always favored the unexpected and the maverick. Brahms might have the same attitude about encryption. I'm afraid there's not a lot that's mavericky in cryptography, sir, but I'll do my best. Commander, before you go... Sir? You're a very rules-oriented officer, Neva. You made that clear when you came aboard. And there's no question that I acted irregularly last week when I um, took the Excelsior out of space dock. There's also no question that I used you as, well, as a tool in that operation. Is this an apology, sir? Not a chance. I did what I had to. I was just expecting a little more of a protest from you. Consider my curiosity piqued. A formal protest was unnecessary. Given the support you have among the crew, I probably can't get you removed from command the legal way. And since you're going to be court-martialed as soon as we get back no matter what I do, I think it'd be safest for me to keep my head down and let the Admiralty deal with you. A sadly accurate analysis of my position, Commander. Until my court-martial, though, can I count on you? You're the captain, sir. Just don't confuse my obedience for loyalty. Wouldn't dream of it. Dismissed. Sir? Hmm. Even the turbo lifts are running slowly. Hello. Lieutenant Commander Neva, is it? Waiting for the lift? You must be Lieutenant Commander Underwood, our disgraceful former captain. I hope you mean disgraced. Command please, I can be rehabilitated, you know. You can't be rehabilitated once you've punched a Starfleet Admiral. Not in my book. Well, this is awkward. Now let's talk about something else. For instance, what does your book have to say about Starfleet captains who steal starships, sabotage equipment, and risk blowing up the crew? Court-martial. It's too good for them. Make your point, Commander. Well, I can't help observing, Commander, that you and I are the highest-ranking people on the Excelsior after Dovan. It would take three of us to relieve Dovan, and I don't see Lorok, Yubari, or Sharp breaking our way. I was thinking, 
The case against Dovan is pretty clear. I suspect that the Admiralty Board would get down on their knees and thank us for bending the rules to help bring down a rogue captain like Dovan. You mean mutiny. I very much doubt that's how the Board of Inquiry will rule it. No, I'm not putting my neck on the line so you can play your game of office politics. I don't like Dovan, but you're hardly an improvement. That's a bit of a low blow, don't you think? My turbolift is here. He's endangering this crew, Commander. And if you don't act, you're helping him. How so? That man, General Brahms, well, he's trying to kill us. And he's employing a whole fleet of pirate mercenaries to help him. As long as Dovan insists on completing this mission to the Anbar, Brahms is going to keep us in danger. A few dozen pirate fighters are no threat to the Excelsior. Not yet. Are you certain that won't change? If I judge that Dovan is putting this crew in danger, then... Then I'll consider your proposal. I understand your reluctance. Thank you. Just don't forget, your first duty is to these people, not to your rule book. I don't agree. Deck 7. Captain's Log, Supplemental. We fended off the second and third pirate attacks without too much trouble. But now we've been pulled out of warp and attacked for the fourth time in just a few hours. A couple more skirmishes like this, and we won't have the engine to outrun the Renegade. Continue firing! Just a few more seconds. I can't! The port stabilizer's gone offline! Simon, shut power through the secondary relay. Right, boss. I can't hold it anymore. It's shutting down. There. Got it. Good work, you two. Status? Port shields are taking a beating. See if we can strengthen them. Bridge to engineering. Status report. Lorak, yes, sir. We're fine. Just get them to stop shooting at us. My plan, exactly. Neva, 317 Mark IV. Yubari, are those quantums ready? We can't keep this up, boss. The only way these port shields are failing is if you give up on the Maidow. That's not what I mean. You know that if we're attacked again, we can't get the warp engines repaired fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hold the waveguard steady while I reboot the secondary scan. Right. Forgive the mentally challenge, but fasten for what? These pilots aren't a real threat, are they? Not on their own. But if they lower our warp nacelle output by another... another 2%, then Brahms catches up to us. Then we're in trouble. We'll tell the repair teams what's at stake. They'll pick up the slack. Boss, all respect, but I don't think there is slack left to pick up. Damage teams are working as hard as they can. I always said the Delta Quadrant would kill us. Just didn't think it would be Starfleet Intelligence that pulled the trigger. Damn it, we just blew the SMRC! Spast! Backup kicking in? Um. Yes. Good. One less brush fire to worry about. Bridge, if you don't want Brahms to catch us, you've got about 30 seconds to end this fight. Just a moment, Lorak. We're cleaning up the last fighter right now. Yubari, fire! Fire now! Torpedoes away. Massive damage. Engines gone. Life support failing. Should I finish him off? 
Leave it. His allies can deal with him. We need to stay ahead of Brahms. Engineering. Maximum warp. Ready, sir. Hit it. Can I take a quick break, boss? Only if you're back in time for the next attack. In about 20 minutes. Oh, Maker, we can't go through this again. I don't think they're giving us a choice. There has to be something we can do. It's like Simon said, your repair teams are already working full tilt. That's true, but maybe there is something else we can do? Such as? Mm, just trying to be optimistic. Good. Good, Simon. Thank you. Let's start from the beginning. The problem, we need to repair our warp nacelles more quickly. That's not the problem. We need to repair our warp nacelles faster than the pirates can damage them. Fair enough. But how does that help us? Actually, Adai might be onto something. Really? I mean, I usually am, but... Let's assume, for the sake of argument, that I'm right and we can't repair the nacelles any faster than we are. But if we can slow down the pirates so they can't damage us as fast... I see where you're going. But how do we do that? The bridge is already destroying them as fast as it can after the attacks start. I... Uh, I don't know. After the attacks start. Think earlier. What do the pirates do before the attacks? They set up a mobile interdector in our path. We fly into it. The warp field collapses. They open fire. Block any of those steps, and we block the attack. Great. In theory. But how do we do that? The warp field collapse is the only engineering problem in the whole scheme. I say we focus our energy there. Now we're getting somewhere. Simon, grab the subspace field equations. Eight hour stack of pads and start us. What are you doing? Setting a timer. We have 18 minutes to find a solution. After that, we're probably all dead. Uncompression completed. Decrypt negative. Hashtag failed. But checksum succeeded? Doesn't make any sense. Could be algorithmic. Commander Neva! Oh, damn it. Commander Underwood, can I help you with something? Or are you here to use the computer core's resources directly? I can make some space here. No, no, not at all. Uh, Captain Dovin sent me to find out how you were doing with Brahms codes. He said you? Well, I am the Excelsior's chief diplomat. Uh, there's not much call for my services at the moment. Plus, you're most harmless to Dovan out of the way, running courier missions far away from the bridge. How cynical of you, Commander. No, just an observation. Dovan is a good leader. Look at the loyalty his crew shows him. Loyalty like that is built on a keen sense of people. Where to put them? How to combine them, and when to get rid of them? It's that getting rid of part I'd like to talk to you about. But first, your report. How close are we to reading Brahms' coded messages? I have no idea. None? This is cryptography, Commander. It's not like a shuttle inventory or a warp engine startup where you can post the steps on the wall and count how many you've done. This is an experimental science. 
You can try a million things and come up with zilch, but then you can try the million and first thing and suddenly, the problem solved. I've tried a lot, but I haven't tried everything. I'll inform you when I make any progress. Understood. I'll tell Dovin. Have you given any more thought to my proposal? I have. I've started to wonder about it. Which part? Why do you need me? Having my help doesn't make a mutiny more legal? Acting against a rogue captain isn't mutiny. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, my helping you doesn't change the equation. Yes, I hold a high rank, but I'm still only one more person against a crew that overwhelmingly supports this captain. If you're going to do this, why are you so desperate for me to join you? I've only been here for a couple of days, Commander. But I've already developed a certain reputation as the fellow who came here to steal Dovin's job. I have to admit, that's not entirely unfair. Dovin is acting illegally, I believe. But I know deep down that I want to believe that. I want him to make the same mistakes I did, so he gets thrown out and I get to be captain of the Excelsior again. But, whatever you may think of me, Commander, I am a bit more than an embittered Starfleet reject. I'm also a former Starship captain. You don't make it to that chair without caring about your orders, about your mission, and yes, about your crew. So if I act against Dovin, I need to be certain that I'm not just giving in to my own selfishness. I need you to confirm that I am in fact acting in the best interests of the Excelsior and the Federation. Which leads me to this. We're a few minutes from another attack. That attack will probably succeed. Which means General Brahms is going to catch up with us. And if that happens, that's the ball game. So now, I need to know, in your opinion, is Captain Dovin's stubbornness putting the Excelsior in danger? Is it time to relieve him of command? Lieutenant Commander Underwood, the operations department is at... Laura to all senior staff. We have a solution. Right. Neva here. What have you got, Lorak? Simon and Adao and I have just invented a... Well, I don't quite know what to call it. A graviton pulse disperser, I guess. Anyway, all we have to do is hook it up to the warp core at a modulating frequency of 47 cockers. Dovan here. Lorak, do you know what color my uniform is? Red, sir? Exactly. Do you know what that means? No. It means I neither know nor care about whatever it is you're babbling. Techno babbling. Right you are, Yubari. So, congratulations, XO. Good invention. Now, what's the upshot? In Redshirt's turn? If you turn this on, the pirates can't pull us out of warp. That would be a big break for us. What's the catch? There isn't one. No catch? Nope. Just turn it on. We're safe. Then, this may be a dumb question, but why haven't we turned it on yet? Oh, I'm sorry, didn't I say? We turned it on five minutes ago. 
Oh. Well then, congratulations to you and your team, Lieutenant. Thank you, sir. Commander Neva, I'll need to talk to you about some of the power distributions. I'm afraid the configuration we're using is pretty non-standard. The power, yeah. Yes, yes sir, I'll be right down. Neva out. Well, um, Commander, I guess I ought to be... Underwood, let's... let's not talk about it. Okay. I... I have to go. Right. Receiving a report. The fifth attack. Was it successful? How long until we can intercept the Excelsior? The attack... Failed. Failed? What? How? The interdiction field. Their engineers have found some way to thwart it. Lieutenant Lorak, no doubt. Then... have they defeated us? General Brahms? No. No, we can still stop Al Gardovan and his merry band of renegades. But it will come at a steep price. We are willing to give our lives, General. You know that. I know. And for that, I am proud to call all of you my crew. If only it were as easy as dying. Display tactical projection on the main view screen. Show the Excelsior's course towards the Anbar, our position, and the surrounding sector. Ready. I see. What's that planet there? Just off the Excelsior's main route. That's New Victoria, a Federation colony. Settled in 2381, population 9600. When will the Excelsior pass it? In just over three hours. I see. General, is there- Operations. Signal the pirate fleet. Order them to stop attacks on the Excelsior. Instead, they are to set course for the New Victoria colony. Upon arrival, they are ordered to destroy it. General! Those are my orders. General, those are Federation civilians. Innocent people! I know. The pirates aren't just going to kill them, General. First, they're going to send out raiding parties. They're going to pillage and rape and enslave- I know! We cannot hurt Captain Dovan's ship anymore, Tactical. So, in order to slow him down, we must find another way to hurt him. Something immediate. Something devastating. I understand the tactics operation, but General, I draw the line at massacring children in the streets. Would that the line were yours to draw, Tactical. All hands, this is the General. I have just ordered the extermination of nearly 10,000 innocent Federation citizens on planet New Victoria. I have done this because I believe there are no better choices. If I refuse to give this order, my refusal would consign all the trillions of life forms in the Federation, including the people of New Victoria, to a far more painful enslavement and eventual death. I must give this order. Therefore, I will give this order. Let there be no doubt, however, that what I am asking you all to do is nothing less than a monstrous atrocity. This goes far beyond anything this crew has ever done before far beyond society's most extreme moral lines. If you stand by me now, 
Your hands will be stained with blood, and civilization will never forgive you. Nor, I think, should it. For that reason, any officer or crew member on the Renegade who wishes to withdraw from this action may at this time leave their posts and be confined to quarters for the remainder of this mission. I will think no less of you, and your recusal will not affect your position on this ship, nor the pride I take in having each and every one of you serving with me aboard the Renegade. Please make your decisions immediately. This operation will proceed in one minute. Rams out. General, you know I've never refused an order of yours. No, you haven't, Tactical. Nor are you refusing one now. Go, with my blessing. Sir. And you, Operations? General, I don't want my wife and daughters to wake up one day with the Borg fleet hovering in the sky. I don't want them to wake up one morning with roaches screaming enslavement in their heads. I want to keep my family safe from the Sword of Damocles, sir. I think the people of New Victoria would too. The people on New Victoria will never get the choice. Nonetheless, General, I stand by you. Send the order. Begin the attack. President? You mean the Academy Commandant? No. The President of the Federation. Min Zeif at the time. Zeif! A fellow Bolian. I voted for him, you know. How in the world did you end up under his desk in an Ushanka and a fur coat? If you'll be quiet, I'll tell you. You see, it was my brother Basie's birthday. Huh. What? My voice print analysis of Dr. Sharp just came back. No irregularities. It's definitely her. I wasn't aware there was any doubt. Really, Captain? You haven't noticed any strange behavior from her the last few- Captain, I'm picking up a distress call. Source. New Victoria Colony. On screen. This is Captain Alcar Dovan of the Starship Excelsior. What's the nature of your- Jehoshaphat. Excelsior! Excelsior, are you there? We read you, New Victoria. Oh, thank God. I'm Warren. Mayor Warren. Everyone else in the building is dead. I... But I knew we had to hang on. Had to hang on until we could get a... Get a signal through. New Victoria, what's your status? Help. Set a course for New Victoria. Maximum warp. They, they just dropped out of warp and started firing. Dozens of them. Way more than the typical raiding party. I, I guess they must have dropped the jamming field. <coughs> They've been at it for almost an hour, and we haven't been able to get a distress call out until just now. Who? Who attacked you? Pirates. Northern pirates. They... They've been active in this area before, but never like this. Had to be 20 or 30 of them all at once. We didn't stand a chance. How far from here to the colony, Yubari? Two minutes, maybe less. 
We're on our way, Mr. Mayor. Just hold on a few more minutes. Not me, thanks. They, they got me early, early on. Armory blew up. Big piece of metal in my chest. Just... Just get the survivors out of here alive, Captain. Get them out of here... alive! Be one of those survivors, Mr. Mayor. Get them out, Captain. Get the survivors out, and then... Say a prayer for the rest of us. You're Victoria. Signing off! Mayor Warren! Red alert! All hands report to battle stations. Commander Underwood to the bridge. Repeat, condition red, battle stations. Standard orbit. Ms. Yubari, full scan of the surface. Belay that. Full scan of surrounding space. I don't see any pirates. Why not? From the looks of that planet, I'd say they finished plundering and went home. Look, see that crater? That's where the capital city's supposed to be. Automatic life detectors just tripped, sirs. There's still people down there. How many? 112 so far. There could be more hidden in the radiation shadow. Our sensors can't break through. Take us into low orbit and drop shields. Prepare to recover Belay survive- that! Keep those shields up, Lieutenant. Dovin, there's no time to waste. Those people need our help. We're useless to them dead. Those pirates are gone. They couldn't beat us, so they raped and pillaged an innocent colony world instead. I hope the Ambar was worth it. You don't know Brahms, Underwood. This is a trap. Ten thousand people just died all to slow How are us you down. So... Bingo. Yubari report. They were hiding behind the moon. Oldest trick in the book. How many? Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight, sir. All on attack vectors. Can you handle that many? I'm not sure, sir, but it'd be a lot easier with Command Anita at off. Evasive maneuvers! Where is Neva anyway? Computer, that was directed at you. Lieutenant Commander Neva is in the computer core. Dovin, she shouldn't be in there. When I was captain of this ship, the computer core almost always flooded with Viridium 9 during combat. Now, not a grave problem since no one is supposed to be in there during combat, but. But we never fixed the Viridium problem either. Dovan to Neva, get out of there now! Neva here. I can't do that, Captain. It's an order, Commander. Sir, ventral shields are failing. Already? 27 is a lot of enemy fighters. Correction, 26. Continue evasive. Get our dorsals facing. We can't leave those survivors behind. Neva, am I still talking to Captain, you? Captain, I found the algorithm Roms is using to encode his messages. I just need another minute to finish decrypting. Commander, this is Underwood. You have the code? It took so long because I assumed Brahms would use genius-level encryption. I was using all the latest, most modern decryption techniques. Sir, I can't keep them off the ventrals. We're taking hull damage. Cut to the chase, Neva. Are you saying Brahms isn't a genius? He's a maverick, Captain. Brahms used code 2. Never heard of it. Of course not, sir. It was broken more than a hundred years ago by the Romulans. Nobody in his right mind would use it today. Which makes it the best candidate to use against a fellow Starfleet vessel. Damn it, Brahms. 
casualties on deck six, and... Sir, computer core just sprung a leak. It's flooding with Viridium 9. Neva! Get out of there! I... I can't, sir. The door's just sealed in front of me. Yubari, beam her out! Now! I can't get a lock. Viridium feels blocked, transporters. I'm trapped, Captain. We'll get you out of there, Commander. You and what has magic, sir? During a losing battle with two dozen pirates? No, sir. <laughs> I just... I wish... I knew the risk, sir. This isn't your fault. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and I still intend to finish doing it. Continuing... <laughs> Continuing decryption. Commander, leave the decryption and focus on escaping that room. That is a direct order. Sir, if you were any other captain, I'd respect that order. Computer? Neva! Mutenoven? Neva! Ah. Captain, I'm having trouble holding the rest of the shields up. Fires are starting to break out below decks. Recommendations? I strongly urge retreat. Another 40 seconds, and we might not be able to plot a warp jump through the fighter screen. What about surrender? What? We can negotiate for the safety of the colonies. These don't look like the negotiating kind of pirates, Underwood. We don't surrender to them. We surrender to Brahms. You think Brahms is going to be more open to negotiation? Running out of time here, sirs. Back us off, Yubari. Buy us a little time. Bridge, I have it! The code is cracked! We have full access to Brahms' communications network. Commander, this is Underwood. Now's your chance. Save this ship. Save that colony. Signal our surrender. What the devil, Underwood? Belay that order, Neva. You don't have to follow the orders of a rogue captain, Commander. I repeat, signal our surrender. That's mutiny! Now you know how Admiral Parker feels, Dovin. Neva, do it now. <coughs> Captain, these lives, <coughs> they're more important than... <coughs> Computer, open a channel to the USS... <coughs> no! Neva just sent them to the bridge. What about her? Unconscious. Life signs fluctuating. Encode the following message. Bounce it off the nearest moon to disguise its source and transmit to all pirate vessels on the subether band. Break off attack immediately. Intercept and destroy the cloaked starship at course 181 Mark 1. This channel has been compromised. Switch to code 3 and accept no further orders over code 2. Transmitting message. Done, sir. Captain, the pirates have ceased firing. They're going to warp. Very good. Now let's see how Brahms likes it. Dovin, I just want to... Shut up, Underwood. Stand down, red alert. Yubari, any casualties? No death, sir. Not... not yet. Zero dead? Sir, Commander Neva... In 20 years commanding starships, I've never made it through a battle without losing anyone. I'd like to end that streak today. Yubari, begin rescue operations for the colonists. Underwood, with me. Where to? 
Bridge to security. Have a team meet me outside the computer core. Computer core. Priority transit. Well, I suppose I should just arrest you for mutiny right now. I assure you, Dovin. I appreciate the irony. Warning. Computer core contaminated with Viridium-9. Entry prohibited. What's your plan, Dovin? Simple enough. Walk in, carry Neva out. You can't be serious. That's Viridium-9 in there. Well, you'll be dead before you reach her. Bolian physiology is practically built on toxic wastes. We're sturdier than you humans. Not that sturdy. It's up to 10,000 parts per million in there. Want to go in my place? What? That's why I brought you here. To give you a chance to be the hero. The captain. It seems to be what you want. So, do you want to go in there? Captains, captains don't commit suicide, Dovin. That's not leadership, that's selfish emotional indulgence. I think Neva would back me up on that. It probably violates a few of her regulations. Well, I think captains are all about the selfish indulgence and the suicide. If I'm wrong, congratulations. I'm sure you'll make a fine captain the second time around. I just want Malor Famagal played at my funeral. The drinking song? Dovan, what? Computer, override lock, authorization, Dovan, Quator Septum. Dovan. Whoa! I had no idea a few spilled isolinear chips on the ground could start bonfires like that. The flames must be up to my chest. I could barely see a meter in front of me with all this smoke. I'll have to work around... <coughs> oh, great. There's the gas. I'm coming, Neva! still with us. <coughs> you shouldn't be here. You'll die. You're my crew. The ship needs a captain. Got that covered. <laughs> <coughs> I'm a mutineer. You're an officer who sees that lives are more important than rules. <coughs> I wish it hadn't taken all this to make that point, but... <coughs> That's simple. <coughs> Can't confuse... <coughs> Obedience. It's never simple. Let's get you out of here. <coughs> Can't 
Uh, oh. I don't think I have the strength to make it back out of here. That gas. That's nasty stuff. Neva! Stay with me! Neva! Breathe! That's better. That's better. Dove into Underwood! Underwood! <coughs> Communicator is working! <coughs> I'm on my own! <coughs> no! No, I'm not dying! I am not going to let Underwood take my ship! <coughs> I just need a way out of here! <coughs> <coughs> What, Neva? Air. What was that? Air. 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 <coughs> yeah, I'd love some of that right now. <coughs> or, or maybe. That's not what you meant, is it? You have an idea. <coughs> what is it? Neva? Neva! She's not breathing. I'm losing her! Air. 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 Quote. Air tight. Air guitar. Air. Air pocket. That makes sense. If we just had a little <coughs> clean air between us and the door. But how? Neva, what was your idea? <coughs> well, I'm no scientist. But I wonder, if I blew up one of those burning isolinear heaps, what would the concussion wave do to the Viridium 9? Or to us? <coughs> Not half as good as Lorak's hunch about the pirates. <coughs> but it beats suffocating. <coughs> Head down, Neva! Let's try this again. Computer. 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 Open door. Authorization. Authorization. Dovent Quadorceptum. Oh my god, Dovan, you're alive. Medic. Now. Sigbay. I need an emergency medical beam out on deck five. A Bolin and an Orion in the terminal lift near the computer core. Please, wait a few moments, Commander. Your transporter systems will be available presently. And call. They're on their way, Dovan. You started... <coughs> started pronouncing my name the right way. Did I? I assure you, Dovan, that was an accident. Baby steps, Commander Underwood. Bridge to the captain. We've finished rescue operations. 210 survivors are aboard. What are our orders? This is Underwood. Your orders are to turn the Excelsior to course... Uh, to course... Underwood? Where's the captain? Well said, Lieutenant. Bridge, I think you had better resume course for the Anbar. Aye, sir. Sir, the transporter is ready for you. Give the order. What say you, Dovin? 
course set, sir. I say... Hit it. In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Carl Pluter, special appearances core, Joshua Underwood, Gareth Bowley, Admiral Parker, Phil Stonhouse, General Brahms, Julian Bain, Renegade Tactical William Smagata, Renegade Operations James Smagata, Crewman Adal, Carla Bandera, Simon Westlake, Lee Sands, Mira Warren, James Haney, Excelsior crew person Jeff Brackett, pilots Tess Haddon and Robert Hawk, Starfleet computer voice Caitlin Haney, narrator Mike Hennessy, executive produced and written for audio by James Haney, Co-produced by Mike Hennessy. Consulting producer, Carla Bandera. Post-production by Gary Kolbong, James Magata, Anthony Schaefer, and Mike Hennessy. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Additional credits available at StarshipExcelsior.com. Miscellaneous sound provided by freesound.org. Special thanks to Michael Hudson, Baxter Turnham, Emily Potter, Michael Blaze, the Excelsior role-playing game, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. Tune in for the 2010 Excelsior special, Sunset, coming in June. Pheasant, report. Time to intercept. Um, which one, Captain Roll? Last time I checked, Pheasant, we were going to reach both targets at the same time. Has that estimate changed? Yes, sir. My board shows that the Renegade is no longer in pursuit of the Excelsior. She seems to be in some distress. Full vest here, sir. Does that mean we should change course? Help finish off the Renegade? Hmm. Good question. The squadron is spoiling for a fight, sir. I'd love to give it to them. I'll just bet they are. I forgot how much I liked flying fighters during the war. Could be fun. Then... Change course. Uh, no. Our mission is to reinforce the Excelsior as quickly as possible. God knows she's going to need help where she's going. been an Excelsior production. So, Neva. Sir? What was your big idea back in the computer core? Sir? When you gasped out air? I did my best with it, but I'm curious. What were you trying to say? I was really just saying, boy, I could really use some air right now before I die, sir. Really? No hidden message? No brilliant plan? Yeah, really, sir. Just, hey, I'm dying over here. 
Huh.